1: And welcome to the 18th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Didal. Um Well, I know I say it every week that I've got a good episode. They're all good episodes coming on, but what a story, this next guy that we've on the show today. Uh, has just absolutely I was just by chance uh, a friend of mine I was like send me people that have inspirational stories or that that you think would be good to get on the podcast and he sent me a list of different like athletes you know people who have started like incredible businesses and different things and for some reason this person just stood out to me so I, I went in had a little bit of a look and done a little bit of research on his background and it was too good to not have him come in straight away so i reached out and thankfully he was free to come in and speak to us um the guest is Joe redmond now it's a lot of you might not know his name it might not be familiar but he's doing some really incredible things in our community and um, he's launched a campaign called prison to pro it is as it sounds he spent, I think, nearly two decades in a life of crime um, and addic- uh, drug addiction um, and just basically lead- leading a life that, you know, nobody wants to be leading, I suppose. He ended up in prison for two years and during then went through this bit of this transformation and when he came out, started from scratch, complete beginner, um, competing as a triathlete. And in literally since 2016 to now, he's gone on to just smash incredible records and is a professional triathlete. And he's now gone back into the community, into prisons, into schools, uh, doing podcasts like this with me um, to talk about prison to pro. And basically just talking about his experience, his journey and helping to inspire a new generation of children and adults to, to change their life. Um, a really, really inspirational story um, and the first time I've actually had someone um, in the first exchange chair that I hadn't met before and that I really didn't know too much about. So without further ado, I'll let you um, just listen to his incredible story and try not and cry because I, I cried many, many tears during this one, but um, try not cry and get through it. And if you, you know, if it resonates with you, if you enjoyed it, then please share it because as always, every week we just want to Get, uh the first exchange out there and give us a like on facebook twitter instagram and if you're on instagram you can check out jira's uh social media it is at redmond five on instagram and at redmond underscore on twitter and search the hashtag prison pro so without further ado this is Jar redmond for the first exchange welcome jira redmond thank you very much for coming in
2: Thanks very much for having
1: me. I'm very excited. You're the first guest that I have in that I've never met before.
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody. for everything.
1: <laughs> uh, how's things?
2: Great. Yeah, all good.
1: Well, super excited to get you in because um, I was telling you a friend of mine, I was like, send me interesting people. I want to like expand who I get on and I want to start getting people in that I don't know and I don't know a lot about. And he sent me your profile. He's like, this guy is amazing. Why he's after achieving in such a short space of time. And as soon as I hear achieving in short space of time, I'm like, yep, bring him in. What's going on? So um, obviously then I I found out about this prison to pro campaign that you've sort of launched and you're kind of all about. Um, Take the floor. How did this get going? Like, what a story in three years.
2: Yeah. So look, I'd probably have to go back a little bit. I have a big story, but I'll go back a small bit into uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. So as a kid, I was, a, I grew up in Dierndale, mm-hmm. uh, in the north side of Dublin, and I always dreamt about being a soccer player. Right.
1: What as, team? as
2: every kid does, you know, Did Liverpool get course, Liverpool. On. go on. <laughs> go on. Um, so, you know, as a, as a kid, everyone, I think most boys dream of being a soccer player. And um, I suppose at the age of 15, a club called Infirmly came to watch me. Yeah. I was playing with St. Clemens and Coelhock, and I had a really good m- good uh, game and they came down to the house and invited me over for a trial mm. Come over for a trial uh, they were losing to 3-1 I come off the bench scored two laid up the winner the rest is history they signed me up I moved over lived on an annex over a pub in Niverness and started my life as a pro soccer player living the dream living the dream this is
1: the dream that every young young boy that's yeah. into football wants I mean, right
2: I don't know if any of your listeners know but there's one thing dreaming a dream, in the dream mm-hmm. another thing having a dream yeah and well, that, I yes. was living the dream. Uh, I was out uh, just to give you a little run, like when you're, when you're I was like an apprentice footballer. Mm. So I was washing boots for these superstars and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some <somebody> people <laughs> put their nose up to that shit. Yeah. Oh, I was loving it. Yeah, Making sure you were really putting them on there, uh, you know, in, in the dressing room, putting them on where their number was. Mm. You know, just getting to know and learn the trade, like a trade of a soccer player. Like, who, who doesn't want that, you know?
3: Absolutely.
2: Um, so I made that dream a reality on my own I grew up in a house of chaotic drink drugs mm. and you know no inspiration in the home and um, and my dream was destroyed one day when my father committed a crime in Cooleck and uh, yeah so I I couldn't play football it was on my mind so we asked coach could I go home went home I had four brothers under the age of eight four siblings under the age of eight and an older sister which was a year older and the mother that was a drinker. So when I went home, the house was, in, was chaotic. Mm. My father was locked up for a crime he committed and there was trouble at the house and all that stuff. So uh, I couldn't go back over and pursue my dream. And mm. um, I began a life as a father, as a bigger brother, threw up salt in the wound. My mother moved out one month later. She's an alcoholic with another man and moved to Liverpool. Left myself, my sister looking out the four siblings under the age of eight.
1: Fucking hell. Mm. How old are you at this age? 16. Holy
2: shit
1: yeah. So uh, tough, c- times,
2: tough times Tough times yeah. Took me into a life of crime I went down to the criminal world To get protection And to put food on the table I went from worrying about Putting the ball in the back of the net To worrying about Putting food on the table And I was never involved In criminal criminal activity before that Ever Always engaged in soccer Sports And it uh, sent me down the wrong road For about 18 years And suicidal Low self belief. Do you know what? You know what killed me probably more than anything was the fact I couldn't play football anymore because I tried mm. it and I was no good anymore because my confidence was gone. Yeah, self belief was gone, and that killed me. That really, really put me into deep depression. Like, because I was so good at football. Like, not that mm. I don't like blowing smoke with my own ass, but no, go I ahead. was, I was a superstar in my own community, you know, mm. and I proved that I went and played at a level like a high level. Come on from the which is really, really good, like. And um yeah, it killed me. Killed
1: I can you know what I can imagine it can it killed you not only for we'll say having your your dreams taken away from you like that, but even if it had stopped there and for whatever reason your dreams are taken away from because of something that your parents of the 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 backlash off that alone would be enough yeah to send you into oh, yeah. a spiral. never mind then having to deal with everything else that was going on. Yeah. do you know what I mean like I can't imagine a seventeen coming from a situation where there is no support network to being put into that like I mean. Like that's that's movie that's Hollywood movie yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it was like I had it was just so many things thrown at me. Like in in like a couple of weeks, couple of months, I was mm-hmm. like, lost my dream. Had to look after brothers and sisters. There was i had to get protection because we were under threat. Tre- it was just like a blade and barricade of like, like everything was just thrown at me. Mm. Um
1: There'll be a lot of people listening. That will not be able to relate to that yeah. situation at all and will listen to it and go, like, Jesus, like, is that, that's the stuff that we do see on TV yeah. or in movies, and yeah. like, does that stuff actually happen? Yeah. It's very much real, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, look, I don't know, like, at the time I was deep in it, I was thinking, this, this is this normal, like, you know? Mm. But you're just living day to day. Yeah. You're basically just, like, trying to get through things. You're trying to, I suppose, what's happening? Trying to take it in, like, what mm. the f- What do you do? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just lived every day, by day, but like, I mean, I started taking drugs because my confidence was gone. I was in with the wrong crowd. Oh, I was the wrong crowd as well. Don't mm. get me wrong, Julian. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I started to take drugs because I was chasing that confidence I had before. Mm. And that was giving me confidence. Plus, I'd be honest with you, I was taking drugs and I was offloading. Because when I was sober, I wouldn't talk about my problems. Yeah. But when I took drugs, I found myself talking about it. Mm. It was nearly like a counselling session. Yeah. And I started to on that every weekend because mm. I needed to get out of my chest. The release. You know, and I, and something I wanted to sort of touch on as well, I always used to think that if I admitted I had problems that I needed to go to counselling for, mm. that I was like a hostile case. Yeah. Like I was, you know, and not that I'm disrespecting anybody, but I was like poor type. Yeah. That's what I thought Now, yeah. once I admit that, once I go to counselling, that's where I'm going to go. Mm. So I was terrified of going to counselling and admitting that I was weak.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so I never did, and I always took the drugs, I suppose, and that was an outlet mm. for me. Because I said I couldn't follow my dream as a soccer player and I, and I had no longer got the skill set to mm. even play football because of the mind.
1: What was the... the you, you go back there. You, you thought that that counselling or that therapy was for people more privileged or that... What, what was the thought process of... The
2: thought process was, like, if I admit to myself... Mm. That there's something wrong with me mentally. That I need help because I thought that help. Once you admit, I thought once I admit that I need help, then I'm weak. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up on medication, or you know, yeah, I'm gonna okay. end up in a hospital. They're gonna grab me in and say, "No, you're, you, yeah. you need a lot of help." So I, I had that in my mind that i would be, it'd be a worse, more serious case. Yeah. So I was a bit terrified to get help in case I was taking mm-hmm. away my family or something. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 that there was a fear that you yeah. wouldn't be in control of the situation anymore, I suppose.
2: Someone would say, no, he needs help, or, yeah. you know, and, and actually put you in the hospital or something. Yeah, no,
1: it yeah, yeah. It's just
2: a fair thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's fair enough, though, isn't it? You yeah, know what I, mean?
2: I think probably people think like that as well. Like, you know, plus there wasn't, i like, no one in my life or no one around me inspired me to be better. No one, mm. like, uh, you know, look, I had some sort of support with my father's family but they were on the bench support
3: yeah. if you wanted yeah. to go
2: down and knock into them they wouldn't tell you to go away they'd invite you in and mm. make you a cup of tea you know what I mean yeah. there's no one came around regularly checking up making sure we were following our dreams making sure we weren't you know mm. going down the wrong road yeah. there was nothing like that so
1: which is like I mean it's a fundamental thing for any child like you know the 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 hierarchy of needs, we'll say, for for any children to develop into a prosperous adult is, you know, safety and security is like, you know, they're in there. If that's taken from you, and and you know, the rug is taken from underneath your feet. Then it just the the, the options of, of where to go are, are are just you know limited, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. I got like a big resentment towards adults then mm. because adults just let me down, in life.
1: Yeah, they failed you.
2: And um, it was only later on in life, I got I'm married now to my wife Pauline and I don't hug her I wasn't hugging her right mm. and she was saying you never hug me yeah. what's wrong but you hug your kids and show your kids lots of love mm. so this was going on for a while so I said we'll go we'll with a couple of council and yeah. we'll try and iron it out to see what the problem is because I think she probably thought it was up to no good yeah. so <laughs> I wasn't hugging her so
3: anyway
2: <laughs> we went down and uh, the counsellor said what's the issue and uh, my wife said he doesn't hug me and the council said to me why don't you hug her and I said I don't actually know yeah, and she said we ever hugged as a kid, and I broke down. Mm. I, I didn't realize that I wasn't hugged as a kid. Yeah, and I had buried this so far down because it was such a big thing. I buried this so far. Mm. That I didn't even realize it was there anymore. And when she said that, I brought her all back up. Yeah. I, I couldn't even talk. Like mm. I couldn't hold myself. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I yeah. broke down so badly. And I'm here crying. I was tearing. Like yeah, and uh, but like you know. I suppose my point is there's a lot of people out there with buried issues yes resentment issues repressed that are, trauma yeah, yeah and they're firing out a lot of negativity out there
3: mm.
2: and um, you know I suppose true growth comes from getting help yes and identifying an issue you know you have to put your hand up as I said but my wife was giving out wasn't hugging yep. her I wanted to get the end of that because she deserved a hug <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to just ignore the fact so mm. sometimes you just have to put your hand up and say you know what it's no harm getting help. Help is good.
1: Hundred percent. And I've I've listened to hear that. I have goosebumps because it's you know the first thing that you kind of learn when you go to counselling, you go to therapy is that the words "it wasn't your fault" or "it's not your fault." It takes a, such a huge, massive relief off you that you yeah. sort of understand that maybe the patterns, negative patterns as well, or the emotional traits that you have as adults have been, sh- you know, you've they, they've they've been mapped out for you since you were a child for whatever yeah. reason. And, you know, knowing that the lack of whatever your parents have, you know, will be instilled in you and that it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And Once you kind of hear that and you are aware of that, it can be very... Um, you know it can be very therapeutic, you know.
2: Yeah, definitely. You do you start growing as a person then, yeah. Once you identify the situation, like, um, yeah, like I was brought down the bad, but I was brought down the wrong road by a bad generation, mm. and my whole thing now is generation change. Like yes. I go to prisons and give talks, yeah, and I tell, I basically speak about generation and mm. uh, hope and that, um, but roll forward yeah how I'm a pro now if you yeah. want to get to that yeah um,
1: well before we get to that I mean you you did end up in prison and how long were you in prison for
2: so I was in prison for two years mm. yeah 2014. there was uh, yeah there was like drugs found in the house and I got three years suspended for that like to be fair I was involved in criminal activity yeah I was involved in gangs mm. and um yeah, my hands up to that. Do you know what I mean. So, th- there was drugs found in the house. We got three years suspended for that. And the night that that happened, um, there was drugs found in my pocket. Say,
3: mm.
1: do not
2: get too much into it. Yeah. And I got that sentence just uh, reactivated, so I got Sh- two years. <laughs> yeah.
1: How old are you at this stage?
2: Like twenty three or something. Fuck. Twenty four, yeah. Mm. Uh, twenty three, I think it was. So I got two years. So I d- went to Mountjoy. Mm. Um.
3: What
1: told me me (laughs) through the feelings or told me through the emotions of one the realization that I'm going down and I'm going to prison.
2: Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like I mean. Oh, I'll tell you are, are you, are you
1: are you in an environment Where you know People are going down Oh
2: yeah You know what I mean oh, So it's is normal. it kind of like,
1: like Oh this is just I, I'm next This yeah, is just yeah, yeah, in, yeah, Inevitable yeah. I was gonna, It was going to happen To me at some stage
2: Yeah look all, Most of my life Growing up I was around Like minded people Like myself yeah. Making money From criminal activities mm. Which becomes a norm In the area Yes And then you accept it mm-hmm. and, eat, and look at inside the houses of people that I don't believe in they will be saying yeah he's just come back," but it's accepted in the area because no one will say on so it nearly becomes an arm do you know what I mean which is sad to be fair but um, yeah the first night I was in prison like I mean like I sat there the door shut and uh, I just realised like I was doing exactly what my father done Mm. you know my father was in prison and my granddad was in prison so it was a generation thing
1: yeah repeating the pattern
2: yeah and that hit me like I was like I've four girls and a boy like but the boy came later on but it was four girls at this stage
3: mm.
2: and uh, I used to read my little daughter books every night and I remember sitting there going jeez oh, look I'm really after letting them down and I cried like, yeah, I didn't cry because of the fear of prison I cried because of what the emotions of letting my family down mm. and how I felt my father got locked up and here's me doing the exact same thing you know? so that hit me in a sense as well but I, do you know what you have to do well all you, all you had to do when I went to prison I had to book up and sort of forget about my family I took pictures off the wall I got into the gym. I wouldn't see my kids in prison because I didn't mm-hmm. know any weakness. I wouldn't even take a paracetamol or a toothache. So I went into a bit of a robot mode, which I do a lot. When I'm doing something, I do
3: right.
2: mm-hmm. Um, Even when I was a... <laughs> In the criminal world, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know.
1: <laughs> an admirable trait, <laughs> oh, yeah. even for criminality. I mean,
2: you know, as <laughs> you know, weird as it sounds, I always yeah. had that sort of soldier fucking yeah. attitude. Yeah, uh, don't know where but it obviously, comes from. if you're
1: getting, you know, if, you're, if you look back from when you were a child getting yeah. signed with the football, do you know what I mean? There was obviously yeah. something there exactly. to come from that, from uh, you know, very easy to to achieve that at that age if you've been shown it already, yeah. or if your dad was doing it, or it was someone in your family. But to go and achieve that from nowhere, yeah, exactly will just show the kind of the mindset you have yeah, yeah yeah. we always yeah. thought
2: that yeah so anyway I'm sitting in prison in 2016 mm. and uh, like I'm sitting there and, look, and I remember it clearly to this day and I remember saying to myself what the fuck where's my life gone mm. like I'm 35 at this stage or something and I'm like where has my life gone like this, is this me like is this all I've amounted to?
3: yeah
2: and I literally thought that was it my life was over like but I always I always had that little boy in my head saying you're a pro when you're a kid mm. you can still be great now, it was a small little in, yeah, in the car. It was a small little one, you know. But it was yeah. always at me. Yeah. Um, away me for years and years and years. And I remember that time it happened in 2016. But I still got back out on the criminal activity.
1: Mm. This I, is when you left.
2: Yeah, when I left prison.
1: Well, d- before we before we go to leaving leaving, but there's so much I want to ask. Yeah, in my yeah, head yeah. is buzzing, right? You, you're talking there. It's very interesting to hear you saying that you didn't want to show any weakness whatsoever yeah. when you were in prison. Talk to me about why that is, because of the, 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 the situation in the prison or because you didn't want to be in touch with your emotions or what, what was the reason for just being as strong as possible in there?
2: Because I wanted to be ready for the worst case scenario. Right. Something kicked off, I wanted to be on it. I didn't want to be weak thinking of my kids and I didn't want to be weak thinking of, I just had a hug on my kid and then you go back and you're a little, like a little deer in headlights. Yeah. I wanted to be strong look like I'm strong, mm. you know, give off that impression. Yeah. I didn't want to be coming back smiling from a visit with me kids and someone, like, people look at you and go, who's he bleeding, smiling? People, like, there's different people in prison. You have to realise, people in there were a lot of problems. Yeah. Created by other people, mm-hmm. which was the same as what happened Made the 90% of the people in prison, and I know that because I go back and give them talks now, are led there by a bad generation. Mm. They've no choice. Like, they're brought into that. Like, no one wants to be brought up in a bad family with a Absolutely drunk yes. father, a drunk mother, or on drugs, or hitting them, or neglecting them. Who wants that, like? Mm-hmm. You think of what choice a kid has when they're brought up into that environment. They yeah. become a product of their own environment. They become emotionless. They've no belief. They've no confidence. Mm-hmm. People are too quick to point fingers at people, you know, that are dis- they haven't got good attitude, and they're-, they're cheeky, and they're smart, and they're getting locked up, and they're in these juvenile mm-hmm. centres. But do you know what happens behind that? Do you know what caused that kid to go down that route? Yeah, do you know what I
1: mean?
2: absolutely. And it's not right to be to be pointing fingers, like. Mm. Because people only point fingers because you don't know where them kids have come from. They're kids, like, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And they need the best... They need they need love and care and... Do you know what I mean? Like, any kid, like. Yeah. And I can guarantee if they got that, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. Nor would I have been. Yeah. So, for me, like, it's just... You know, just it's too easy. I don't know when people point a finger. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that that's um something that we need to, as society, you know, because it's very, very black and white when it comes to prison and criminality, yeah. where people just tar you with that. Brush of you go to prison, or you're involved in criminal activity, and that's it. That's you're in that box, and you can't be a part of this great society that we have gone because you're a criminal or you're whatever else. And then when, like you're you're saying, if we look and we break it down, that every negative trait that a person have has every um, mistake that they've made. The it like the it's so vast from A to Z. Right? It's all. a result of environment, how you were raised, what you didn't have, what you did have. Um, so when you break it down, you look at it like that, if you kind of have the, a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion for a lot of people who are in situations like yeah. that. I know I do anyway. Um, I mean, w- you you're in there, you're... Obviously, I imagine that there was some kind of like aha moment when you were in there or did it happen for you afterwards when you got out that you were like, this isn't, you know, what I'm trying to get at is why do some people feel what you feel inside, but then they get out and they go back into the same habits or the same environment and they, they don't really seek out the change that they wanted at some point when they were in there.
2: Yeah, because they've no self-belief because they've given up on on mm. adults because they've been led down the wrong road mm. with no parents growing up which gives you no self-relief, which gives you, n- you know, confidence is gone. Yeah. And you believe you're worth nothing because you've just been left alone by your mother and father. They yeah. didn't even love you. Mm. Like, there's nothing worse than that. If, you, if you're if you not loved by your mother and father growing up, like, it's very hard to, to overcome some confidence and say, oh, I'm going to get a job. And, you know, yeah. like, it's easier said than done. Like, you know, you can tell people, oh, stop going to the pity party, but... Mm. You know, you just you need to believe in people, and people need some sort of. That's why I go back into the prison now, because I remember sitting there, no one ever come back into me and say you can be great again. Yeah, yeah, you made a mistake, but you know what? You can you can make the choice to change, mm. and you can really start believing yourself, and just just help out there if you want help, and it's different routes you can go down, you know.
3: Mm. And
2: I go back in and tell them belief, and the reason why I came professional uh, triathlete was for them, like it wasn't about me. I grew up a train the morning for six hours a day, to become a pro. Mm. For, and when I hit that carpet in Barcelona for my more pro it was for them, it wasn't for me. And you know, like, it just breaks me heart because mm. a lot of people are let down the wrong road.
3: Yeah.
2: And do you need, do you need to, do you need people to reach back, you know, mm. and show them, like you know.
1: I'm looking. i um, obviously you're, you, you know, you're you can see the emotion in yeah. your face, you know, you can see it in your eyes right now that it's something that obviously it's, it's, it's your history, it's your past. And you're, you're talking from experience here on it. Um, when you, when you did get, finally get released, like talk me through how, how one goes from, you know, we'll say being a criminal, being yeah. in prison to, to starting your journey as a triathlete, Man's like what happened there?
2: Right. So I got out in 2016, back into criminal activity for a few months. And then, and my son is due in uh, October of mm. two thousand sixteen. So I have four girls and, and I here I have a boy, so yeah. it's like whoa you know. <laughs> it's like a dream come true as well, yeah. like, I, uh, Ah, the know, poor
1: girls. <laughs> well, you know, no
2: disrespect but you know <laughs> when you're looking for a boy,
3: yeah.
2: you know, it's, it's a, you know, I'm not gonna say it's a little bit special, they're all special but Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so I'm away with my friend yeah. and he has a little boy and his boy is four and I'm we are having chats some few drinks. And I'm asking, him, what's it like to have a boy? And he's telling me these little stories, you know? Yeah. And we're having a great crack. And uh, two weeks later, he died. My friend what? died. What? Yeah. So I'm at, at the funeral home. And uh, his little boy is there. He's looking into the coffin. And he's just looking for his dad. And he's just looking for love. He's not looking for any toys. Because like a lot of people out there doing criminal activities, selling drugs, whatever they're doing. They think they're doing it for their family, you know? Mm. And this is the uh, this is the attitude that you have. My mentality was, I'm doing it for my family, and that's what you're justifying. Mm. No, I'm doing it for my family, I'm doing it for my family. lot of bollocks, you're not doing it for your family, you're doing it for your own ego. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And, um, and this kid, and I seen this kid looking at the coffin, and I said, and this is no disrespect to my friend, I just said, that's it. Mm. We have a son on the way. Of kids, they have of, it's not a... It's no way, I'm done. So no, I'm I'm fucking done with this life yeah. no way I'm going to do anything ever again no way I'm going to put my kid through that mm. and uh, that was it I made that decision then and then and I remember I had my head in my hands going that's it and I swear to God I'm done like what's it all about that right, was the proper. shock you
1: needed or that was the yeah, reality that was just the check moment, yeah. yeah
2: and uh, like yeah I'm far, I look, I look at take a negative out. positive mm. I got there was a positive came my friend's death I mean, you have to try and see the best in everything, I suppose, Absolutely. which I do now. Like, um.
1: it's an interesting thing that you just uh, brushed on there. Um, in that, not even that world, but I think a lot of people do think that you know the superficial things, the material things, are what you know. If I buy my children whatever they want, or the this, the new runners, or new iPhone, and the more they have, and it, in a lot of these situations, you know, it's their absence they're providing all these things but it's th- them themselves that's absent and that's where the problem is going to lie right it's not in oh i didn't get a new pair of nikes so or i didn't get this or i didn't get that it's actually them growing up into adults and going like my dad was just not around or my dad yeah. doesn't give a shit about me or my mom doesn't give a shit about me and that's where all this sort of negative mindset and all these problems sort of arise from
2: definitely look like at it, like it's what you're just saying like there you go right so my kids i used to boy like i'd I'd never buy them something cheap, it'd be always like an eighty euro scooter. Like, yeah. My son there a few weeks ago, sent me wife for out. We went into Vincent Paul's. he was looking for a scooter. Yeah. Walk into Vincent Paul's and paid two or three euro for a scooter. Mm. Handed him and he hadn't got a clue. He was delighted. Yeah. Scooting up and down the road. Yeah. He, didn't, <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He didn't care. Yeah. He didn't know it was from Vincent's like yeah. I, have no, I have no problem telling people that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Because
2: it's not about money for me. Mm. I don't I don't care for money. Yeah. I care for my son's happiness. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go out to Vincent's and buy toys for my kids mm. and not risk anything, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if I have yeah. to do that, then I have to do that. Yeah. And that's it. There's mm-hmm. no fine line. There's no me t- touching back in on Christmas going, you know what, I need a couple of grand, I'm going to go back in and do this and yeah. that. It's done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. You can't choose that. You, you, mm. you choose to be done and that's it. Yeah. You can't dip your toe back in.
1: Can I ask you, that's something I'd like to ask you, and I mean, you don't have to answer it if if you don't want to, but um, we hear kind of quite a bit that it's very difficult for people who are in criminal activity to actually get out of it.
2: You
3: know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: How did you you manage to get out of us Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is something that I hear quite a bit, you know, with a lot of the kids that you know that I meet, or I'm different, like wherever I am. And they say, like, you know, I say, Look, knock that on the head. Like it's only gonna lead I can't. I can't. I'm I'm I owe this, I owe that. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Like
1: And it's a lot of the community that's trying to get them into a well, say, boxing or trying to get them into this, that, trying to give them a little bit of direction. Yeah, you asked
2: me for advice now, you ask I'm me asking you tell for about getting the me. pen out. The <laughs>
1: you ask the ask pen.
2: Me you for advice. <laughs> I like, give you both if you want. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, so for me, like, and I suppose, yeah, it's advice as well, I suppose. So you have to get sober straight away. Yeah. You have to stop taking drugs mm. because dr- if you take drugs, you'll continue to owe money.
3: Yeah.
2: You'll continue to create a habit which would be a lot harder to get out then because you know if you have a habit you need drugs yeah that's the first thing done. i done i was done drink, drugs everything fresh I got fresh number
3: one
2: mm. then I then I started doing some sports and mm. then because my son was geo I was like I just told the lads look at I'm just going to clear the bills yeah you know I, I didn't say I was out yeah. you can't just go oh I'm out because yeah. you have to realise there's people in these in this world that Get paranoid, mm. start thinking stuff and the last thing you want is that. Yeah. So you just have to play the game. It's like going to prison, like when you're in prison you have to play the game. Like yeah. if you want something off if you want something, if you want to get moved to a prison, you can't be a bollocks. Yeah. There's a way of playing the game, you know, a way of playing the system. And it's much the same out on the street, like you have to play the game and you have to be wise about it. Mm. You know. And I played the game and uh I, you have to pay your bills, you have to clear your slate, like. Yeah. So you just have to get the head down. Mm. get fresh get sober still be around them so you know they don't think you're just fucking
1: taking the piss yeah, you know
2: yeah. I mean? so it's a fine line like you have to be careful you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so that's what I do and I sort of stayed in touch paid me bills now it took me probably 15 months yeah to get out fully now I'd never done a thing from that day when I was in that feeling home I never done a thing to the day I paid all my bills mm-hmm. I just got all in paid all and then it was a case of like you know if they start knew then you know because I
3: yeah.
2: took up the sports and I took up biome I had my son I wasn't really around much you mm-hmm. know like I went from once a week to once a month to once every two months yeah you just fizzle out you know what I mean mm-hmm. and someone else will come in and fill fill your void yeah and that's what happens and once someone else comes in they start don't need you anymore yeah. you're no longer a NASA mm-hmm. because someone else is doing you know and that's what happens unfortunately no, you know I'd like to see that happen someone else come in because I know what that carries yeah but that's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's the, the life of it, you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: But D-
2: you have to be clever. You can't just fall out and go, fuck you, I'm done.
1: Like, I mean, I'm hearing you talk about it, right, and I'm, I'm getting... I was hanging my chest I'm like I'm I'm sort of like kind of reliving what you're telling me and I'm like I can't even imagine it you know yeah. like if I have an argument with someone and it doesn't get resolved in the day I can't sleep at night you know what I mean I'm yeah. sitting there going yeah, yeah. like oh, I need to ring them right now I can't it's 2 o'clock the the I have to wait in the morning hell this is the thing that I try to get my head around do, do, When you're in these positions, do you just become sort of like, you know, emotionally bulletproof, I suppose, where you can't actually think about how deep you're in 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 crime or what ifs or if I don't do this or, you know, like I would have so many questions in my
2: mind. It's like anything, I suppose. You build up a lot of pressure and then you have to blow off the steam. Mm. And, And a lot of people out there that are involved in that do that regularly every weekend by taking drugs. Yeah and that's what that's what happens yeah and you blow off your steam and you talk about it and you get off your chest and yeah. then you're back
3: mm. back
2: doing the same thing Monday morning that's what happens like you yeah. just blow off your steam you have to let steam off and that's what I used to do so every weekend you go, mm. go out for a party probably out three days yeah you know what I mean and, and it's me. not
1: even people in, from a, you a know a particular um background you know what i mean like that that we're, we're we're less off or anything like that we see that all over the place in culture now like people who are in working office making bleeding 60 grand mm. a year their friday comes they're in the pub then they're on the bag on a Saturday night then they're back yeah. on the drink on Sunday and fresh as a daisy then or they think they're fresh as a daisy going into work on Monday
2: on the outside maybe not on the inside but not
1: on the inside they're dying yeah. you know what I mean yeah. With whatever is going on like and how many people do that it's
2: a vicious circle violent a lot of people do it mm-hmm. like more, more than you even think yeah oh, I just can't understand it. like even oh, I used to do it myself don't get me wrong yeah I'm me too Point the finger but yeah uh, it's a bad state to be in mm. like what you're walking for to go into believing rip yes Jesus like, grow up like yeah walk and save and buy stuff and have goals and dreams and mm. there's so much to be had when you're fresh and sober yeah like,
1: I think a lot of people if they had if they stop we we'll say the weekend antics, they would realise that the reason that they're so invested in the weekend antics is because what they're doing those five days a the week, they absolutely hate it. Exactly. It makes them miserable. And that's why when they get... Like, I even see it on my own dad. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, you know, for, forever... Where and my dad was like that. He wanted to be a footballer. I had a... Um, when I started, like I left my job and um, I was like, I'm gonna do like Fight Connect TV full time. It's gonna be this, and he was like, You're never gonna make that work. You're never gonna make money off that. Like you know what I mean? You don't be. You're just get get a bleeding job. Blah blah. And I remember just saying <laughs> to him, Ta have you ever wanted to be anything in <laughs> yeah. your life? And I, I was saying it's it right kind actual. of like, you know, what I was saying it like to be like real smart. Telling him. Yeah. Have you, uh, you know what I mean? And he just looked at me and he was like, we were at after the wedding and he just looked at me dead in the face. His eyes welled up and he just went, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for this. And I said, what did you want to be? And he was like, a footballer. I wanted to be a professional ah, footballer and he got to a certain level but it was injury that made him stop you know and I swear to God Jerry, like in that moment like my whole life flashed before my eyes like I just I forgave him for everything yeah. when I was a child like I felt compassion for him I wanted to cry I wanted to hug him and I was just like see there you go
2: you just don't know what's behind people you just
1: don't know, do you know what I mean? yes and that's yeah, why yeah, I'm open yeah, more yeah.
2: Into everyone in me mm. because it's after opening my eyes this whole thing is after opening my eyes to, to different people out there yeah and I'd never, ever judge a person by the you know, book by its cover. Yeah. Ever. I'm d- I'd never do that again. Mm. I've done it before and have been caught out. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: and i will never do it again. I promise i <laughs> never do it again. I wouldn't even tell you. It was a great story. Go to... on,
1: tell me. Oh. You need to know.
2: <laughs> right, so, uh, when I got out of prison, so I always, I had this aura come into me and say, you have to reach back for the, the, the prisoners, you know, after I became go on,
1: a Go into that detail there, an aura. Yeah, I,
2: like, like I, I I got something and, and I mean this and I know some people won't believe it, and they can call me where if you want. Yeah, no, I got go this it. thing came into me when I was out training mm. after I became pro. Even before I became pro this happened and that's where I became pro. Come into me and say you have to go back and help people who have no self-belief mm. who have no confidence who was brought down the wrong road in life and you have to go back and show them that dreams exist. Fuck. That's what came into me. And not only that but I go back to the prisons
1: I've chills listening to you say that.
2: I go back. I go back to the prisons to save kids' dreams. And I'll tell you why. Go on. If I save a father or a mother, mm. and they get out and be a better person for their kids. Their kids might fulfil a dream. Fuck. That's what I go back for.
1: Mm. <laughs> You're gonna make me start
3: crying, That's
1: Jesus why I go back to the prisons. Christ. That's the reason
2: I go back oh, to save kids' dreams, and I tell them that. Look, like, that's me opening when I go back mm. to. The, I went to the door Women's prison. Yeah, I'm in Mountjoy down in Cork, Wefield Shelton Abbey, I've been the malt over, mm. and that's me opening, and that and that's why I'm there.
3: Yeah,
2: and the way can save anyone's life, if a prisoner's life they go out their kid had because that's what, that was me, that was my dream.
3: Yeah,
2: and if someone had <laughs> it, someone had it done that for my family,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I might feel fulfilled my dream. So
1: some would, some would argue that. You are fulfilling your dream.
2: Oh, yeah. That's, in some yeah, way. Yeah.
1: Like, look, I mean, I've like, even if you had, I've come out of prison and had this realization and this awareness mm. to go back to prisons and to help people in, in, in the ways you're saying, that alone is enough. Yeah, yeah. Not even mention that you went on to, like... You know, do all your triathlons and and ironmans and everything, and you you went done that without ever swimming before, right? So th- yeah. you have no experience like whatsoever.
2: Never done a length in my life, but um, see, that's why I wanted to become. That's why I set to become a pro pro mm-hmm. athlete because I because I wanted to hit them on a big stage. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just go back and say I don't know him, and I wanted to go back and say oh, I'm a pro.
3: Yeah.
2: I know he was in prison.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: know he lost everything. Yeah. And I got it all back. To give them a big thing, you know what I mean? A big mm-hmm. dream, because I wanted to show them that dreams come true. Yeah. And I've proved that. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. I didn't. I had to become pro, like, to give that message.
1: So, what is the distinction of a pro in in your sport?
2: Just top of the game, like.
1: Right. Mm. So, how long <laughs> did it take you to get there?
2: Uh, twenty-two months.
1: Shit. But there's people out there that
2: wouldn't do an man twenty-two yes.
1: months. <laughs> 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 you're looking at her,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, you know, I just as I said to you, i done it for people that I was able to leave. was more to it, yeah. And I'd done my first Iron Man after six months, and uh, at some like, I just got such a great feeling when I finished, and I just felt my life was back, and yeah. And then uh, I decided because I, I didn't suffer, people tell me in the Georgia, George, you're gonna suffer the last on the marathon you're going to suffer because it's such a long day like it's a three point day swim 180 on the bike and a full marathon so people go you're going to suffer like. yeah. and I didn't suffer I mm. got stronger as the day went on because oh, I'd suffered so much as a kid this sport is not suffering yes I'll bring. You, come on back to when I was 16 17 when I lost my dream as a soccer player when I lost my mother and father when I had to look at my brothers and sisters mm. and go into a criminal gang to protect people I'll show you suffering yeah sport's not suffering for me mm. do you know what I mean so t- I got stronger so I decided to sign up for the toughest time Man in the world which didn't land right. Yeah. looking for punishment <laughs> and again I didn't suffer I got stronger done a really good time and I was then someone said to me like you're really good at this that's that's unusual like that time you know Yeah. and that boy came back I was telling you about in the prison yeah. you were a pro when you were a kid you could still do that
3: mm.
2: and I was tying around and I checked the time and I think it was sub so 9.30 to do and then, as I said, I was out cycling and this aura come in and said, look, you have to do something, do you know, you have to go back and talk to these lads and try and help people. And
1: this is during the race?
2: This is now training, like. Okay,
1: race. Right.
2: And I'm out training, like, and, uh, and I couldn't speak. So I mm-hmm. had to join, so I joined Toastmasters for eight What's months. That? It's a public speaking group.
1: Nowhere, yeah, really?
2: Yeah, in Fingal, yeah.
1: Wow, So it's said, called Toastmasters. Yeah,
2: Toastmasters, a public speaking Brilliant. So I couldn't speak. So I, I said, I can't do it. Sure, I can't speak. This is me having chats with myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. weirdo going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not the only weirdo. We all do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So anyway, like, uh, yeah. So like, I, I said to myself, really, what am I going to do? And I remember I was in prison, actually. i done a talk in Toastmasters. So that talk back in my head yeah so I'll join Toastmasters so we went around a couple of Toastmasters that's where the, the story comes in about the, the judging ju- the, the book by yeah. cover
1: brilliant full circle so anyway
2: I'm, uh, I'm living next door to this fella and I'm actually yeah. being around a t- couple of Toastmasters and it's this man lives next door he'll kill me if he hears this <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah so anyway I'm going to Toastmasters Fingal which is up the road right yeah and this man that lives next door, gets gets into his car at the same time I'm leaving. And for years I'm calling him a weirdo, right? Yeah. That was terrible, right? And I said to my wife, imagine he's in this fucking car. Right? This weirdo, this such and such, right? Lives on his own. You can imagine what I'm calling him, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I get down and uh, he's only up there. No I'm like, way. oh, for fuck's sake. And I'm, so, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not trying this, right? He gets up and gives a speech, and he's only the best leading speaker of the whole place. No, big round, I... big round of applause. He was unreal. You're joking, you know what I mean? This man was unreal, and I'm not messing.
3: Yeah,
2: and I'm like, fucking hell. Like, how could I be so mean? I go back and tell me wife. <laughs> <laughs> he only, he only, he only brought me into his house every Saturday to speak, right? Yeah. So when you see him, he goes, "Well, and I Told him, "I'm going want to go back to prisons. I want to." speak to prisoners and told me a little story because yeah. I do a class every Saturday in my house next door to me Right, so he invited me in helped me with me talk helped me with me do my speech and all do you know what I mean and well, I judged if them if that
1: isn't and I judged them if that isn't That's proof right there yeah, yeah, yeah. what a story
2: Yeah. So is, it still it never, is it
1: still next door to you
2: yeah lovely no man way. absolute gem
1: what a story. That's what,
2: what? <laughs> what a man to live next door, they <laughs>
1: absolutely. Exactly that's very weird, isn't, isn't it? Not? Isn't that's it as very well. weird.
2: I said that to my wife. That was weird that that happened. That's the big so universe. Him.
1: I don't know if you're big on yeah. the universe, but I that am. is one hundred percent.
2: One hundred percent, I am. And he done me like I went to him for my speech, for my first speech in the prison, and he pieced it together with me. What that's weird! He live next door. Next door, to me like
1: that's so. Well, we
2: taught th- that as well. So that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. That's meant to happen. That's that's meant to be. 100%. And you know what as well is is mad about that is that like you had a you had a decision to make in that moment where when you saw him you could have gone fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm not going anywhere yeah, near yeah. that place yeah. and left and shut your front door and never gave it a second thought. Know. And missed out on, you know, yeah. your purpose my favorite word in this podcast yeah, exactly. or what you could achieve or what you went on to achieve
2: oh look i've had loads of stuff that was meant to be us that me and the wife goes that's weird like, yeah that shouldn't have happened that shouldn't have happened that should, like i yeah. talking not one two like loads of stuff really yeah lots of stuff would
1: you be spiritual no are you into religion no. at any rate no
2: No, look like, I mean I don't throw my nose to it like yeah. I mean I'd go to church with my daughter yeah. and I would sit there and and, and pray no problem but yeah. I wouldn't do it you know, yeah it's not it your son, belief you know.
1: um, in terms of like the world and like at the life after death and all that because what's your where where do you, is your thought process on it
2: I just think good karma like you, you, get, you give you give and you get good back yeah and I believe just be as good as you can be mm. and don't cross a line you know what I mean yeah and I believe in not changing for someone. Mm. I believe in holding myself as who I am. Yeah. And even though you might be arguing with me, mm. I try to keep myself as me. Yeah. I'm not lowering myself.
1: Yes. I
2: try that, you know. Yeah. That, that's me method. Mm. To try and be yourself.
1: That's a, very, that's a very interesting thing that you said there because it's one of, you know, I'm really big on reading about energy and people's energy and, you know, um, how... You know, someone's energy, whether, like, they have a negative mindset or if they're, like, aggressive, how energy can be picked up and how you can soak in the energy that's around you, shall we say. And stuff like, you know, there are people, even with me today, that, like, trigger me. Do you know what I mean? They, like, say something and I get triggered Mm and I, I lose who... I want to be in who I am, and I go to a place where I don't want to go because of their, yeah. they've sucked me yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's very interesting that you say that, like about st- that's saying truth to yourself and saying, you know.
2: 100%, very you, have interesting. you have to breathe. You have to yeah. breathe, like, you know, and just stay positive mm. and just say, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And they're toiled to talk or say what you want. Yeah. Let them on.
1: This mindset that you have, did you have that even back when you were like, you say, your old self? Or is this something that you learned through, like, reading books over the last couple of years? Because or... it's very um, insightful and it's very kind of uh, observant,
2: mm. you know? Yeah, I don't read books. At all. I try, I You're actually...
1: very well-spoken for someone that, like, doesn't read.
2: Mm, no, I don't. I, I'm reading one book at the minute, Johnny Mac, a lad from England. He's similar story to myself. No way. Uh, he has a book out. Uh, Iron Man, uh, what's it? Iron Iron Man. But he's similar to himself. He got oh no, murders. he
1: actually is doing Iron Man as well. Yeah. Oh right, no way, he got,
2: daddy. He got two life sentences for robbery. And a uh, similar story, his friend died when he was in prison and he changed his whole life and he broke all these wrong records in prison.
3: Mm.
2: And when he got out then he started doing talks as well. Unreal. So he's a bit of an inspiration for himself and similar mm. stories. But his, even his story, I'm trying to read it, like, and it's very interesting, but... I don't know. Every time I pick up a book, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, and to be, and back to your your uh, question, like I don't know. Yeah, I do feel like I have a strong willpower and a strong mm. mindset. Yeah. I suppose I always had, as I said, even when I was in fault and stuff, I had a strong mindset. Mm. And that's as well. That's me. Um, me message when I go back to prisons. Yeah. If you can be in charge of a criminal gang, you can be in charge of a company.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, that is. You can.
2: That's that should trim. be the title
1: of your book. <laughs> they're, just,
2: they're, just, they're, they're just putting their, like, they're, they're still good people. Mm. They just have no self-belief in going into the real world. Yeah. But they can, because mm-hmm. a lot of these are driven people. Yeah. They are, like, I know, mm. I've met them. Yeah. I've had first-hand experience with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are money-driven, but, and they run things, and I look at it, it's not, enough am not backing her up. They run gangs well and they run things well. Mm -hmm. But if they can put that into a business or a company or something positive, they can be really successful.
1: But it is true, isn't it? Like, if you look at in terms of like, if you forget that it's actually, if if you've erased criminal gang, right, and replace it with something else, it shows like... You know, and you you read all these well. I read these articles as well with people that you know have had criminal backgrounds. That the initiative, I, I suppose, they show when doing that is like you know can be channeled into something really really great, which is like exactly what you're saying there, I right? I yeah, yeah, I took yeah. up Ironman, mm.
2: and I found that as a passion.
1: Why was it Ironman and not you know another sport? Oh, and why f- not go back to football?
2: Yeah, I had a friend of mine that was doing Ironman in October. Mm. And I wanted to be around like-minded people. Yeah. So I went to watch him in Barcelona to support him. Yeah. I said, go out and support you. And I stood there and he came through and there was a lot of people there and he had me and I just thought to myself, you oh, know what, maybe I could do that. Mm. So I had a chat with him and he said, look, I'll coach you. So I took her up in
3: 2017.
2: Yeah. And 22 months later, it was a problem. And I'd never done one length. I couldn't even breathe. I went down to the forest <laughs> my first swim with no goggles on. <laughs> With the hat of my eyes, no,
1: you're joking. See, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was that yeah, bad, like, that's but that's... I persevered <laughs>
2: every day. I went back, yeah, and same with the bike. Like, so I saw at a, a mountain bike for about three months with no shorts, so I was in a heap, had <laughs> boils everywhere. Like. No
3: way, <laughs>
2: but it wasn't about to be honest, the first time it wasn't about the Man, even completing the Man. It yeah. was just about grabbing onto something and, mm. and having some passion and some goals and getting some belief back yeah. and getting my life back, you know, and proving to my wife and my kids that, okay, mm. I'm back, I'm yeah. training, I have a goal, I have a dream, I want to do an Man. I want to show you that I'm changed. Mm. So it was for change as well, you know, yeah. and to grab onto something.
1: At any point, did your wife along the journey say that you had to change? You know, was it just you made the the observation yourself? I'm always interested because the we had a boxer in here a couple of weeks ago, Craig, and he he had a, a similar kind of story in that boxing when he came out was what saved him, but he has his wife or a girlfriend who he's been with throughout it all that's seen him through you know his worst times, and I just find it very it's very interesting that you know one that they've stuck together and that they've kind of gone through the, and it must be very like for, for the wives and partners of people to stand back and go Jesus like look how far you've come and like I mm. never knew I never thought that you would actually make this change
2: yeah like my wife struggled I think when I made change she struggled yeah because she was waiting for me to to go back to, know, to where I was do you yeah. know what I mean which is it's, it's not very nice like and I was mm. ashamed of it to be honest with you, because what I used to do a lot of the time was like I'd be good for a few weeks yeah and then I'd go on the rip you wouldn't see me for three days yeah it's no way to live do you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. no way to have a wife or a girlfriend to live like mm-hmm. on that thinking what what's going to happen next or yeah can't can't have you there like can't trust you to be around do you know what I mean it's not very nice like and um, when I changed like she was t- it took her two years she told me for her to fully know that I'm done yeah like he know he's going to go when he goes out he's going to come back mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So I installed that fear in her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is very nice, not i f- I'm not proud of it. But uh it took her two years. But mm-hmm. she backed me up all the time. She she she's chasing my dreams with me like. Yeah. Like wow, what a woman like.
1: I'm telling I you. Know. I, I would have been long gone. <laughs> I, <me>,
2: like, <laughs> I would have
1: been gone for dust. <laughs> stuck by
2: me when I was in prison.
1: Absolutely. So I mean like it's it's so it's it's very admirable.
2: Mm. Look like, but that I would like I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If, if you had a woman there that would, like, you know.
1: It's admirable, right? But to play devil's advocate, what if you didn't change? What if you hadn't changed?
2: I'd probably be dead.
1: Yeah. What's that? You're showing me Oh, that's very interesting.
2: Yeah. a had a, when, had when a you reading. Look at yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at <laughs> <lies lighting> up. <laughs> oh, tell me. Oh get the tea. Put the kettle on.
1: <laughs> Give me more, guys. One. That's a Decker. Give us a look, right. put your Put your thing up there. So it's for the benefit of the listeners. What's on there? Is that like a little gremlin or something?
2: That's a dead car. That's a skeleton. Right. So that's the chalice, right?
3: Yeah.
1: I'll
2: tell you the story about that. Go for it. Are you ready? I'm pre- well prepared. Deep breath. <laughs> right, so. Ready. So I done me Ironman in yeah. 2017 in August, right?
3: Yeah.
2: August, September. So it's say the end of August, start of September, I went out to Holt on a walk with my wife and my yeah. kids. And there's these stalls out there. Mm. So we're walking through. And there's this tarot card reading. And yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really believe in them or such, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no queue there. My wife knows I wouldn't be queuing up or anything like that. So she's she like, go in and get your reading. Yeah. Because so she knows I'm after changing a bit, you know, so she's she'd be into it.
3: Yeah. So I'm <laughs>
2: like, no, I'm not going in. She goes, just got bleeding in. <laughs> so anyway, I walk in and uh, I sit down. And the first thing she says, you wouldn't be here if there was a queue, right? Now, I don't know whether she was listening or she had mics. <laughs> so I'm already sceptical going... <laughs> I ain't telling her nothing you know <laughs> she's got an my... earpiece
1: in <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: so I keep my cards close to me, chest right. you know yeah. um, so anyway I'm talking to her and, sh- and uh, she goes pick a card so I pick the card and the death card comes out and I'm like oh well, fuck I'm hey, you have to change my life and dead already <laughs> like, but she said it was a matter of life and death that I took the road I took wow. that's what that meant so it was a good card in a sense you know so she told me a lot of other stuff when I was a kid and it all made sense Like mm. I was like and I hadn't told her much now like, yeah. you know. And um, at the end, she says you can ask a question, pick a card and ask a question. So I picked a card and the chalice came out. Yeah. And, she, and she said, ask a question, right? You mm. know, I was only six months in this sport. And I said, how successful am I going to be at the sport I'm in?
3: Mm.
2: And she looked at me and says, you're going to rub shoulders with the best. Right? And I said, give me money back. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but that's the truth. She says, you're going <laughs> to rub shoulders with the best athletes in the world. You're going to make money from what you're doing. Right. So anyway, I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, Jesus, it's a bit early, but mm. okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. Right, so I, I become pro then about a year after that, right? Mm. And in the April, the f- my first ever pro race, listen to this one, this will give you chills, because it gave me chills. My first ever pro race, I'm in Marbella, I'm standing at the pro, on the pro line, going into the sea, so you have all the pros stand there, the H group is now behind you. Yeah. And he played the music, and, and I'm standing there, and now he stands beside me. Who? Alistair Brownlee, double Olympic champion. Fuck. Shoulder to shoulder with the best. Shit! And I look at him and went, oh, for fuck's sake. Mental. Yeah. Fuck. Double Olympic champion, shoulder to shoulder. And it was his first ever Ironman. No way. Yeah, first ever half Ironman. He doesn't do halves. It was his first time stepping up to be an Ironman. No yeah, way. He normally does the Olympics and the standards, and, and it was his first ever Ironman, and he stands shoulder to shoulder me.
1: Were oh, you were like, where did I tell you? I well, met this bleeding
2: uh, <laughs> terror character. This is right? <laughs> all <laughs>
3: about
1: you, cunt. <laughs> well, really? Fuck
2: me. Yeah, yeah. Chills no like, way. That chills. Is chills. Yeah, yeah. Like I got chills there. Mm. Like I was like, that's fucking look. And then and then that gets me thinking because I don't know if you've seen me video on YouTube. I did.
1: Did yeah. you? Yeah, so yeah. So my yeah, first it last ever night. video.
2: Yeah, uh, the one that the one I the where the the black did you
1: see. It? Um, the I watched one. your motivation video.
2: Was so far or something? Right, so yeah. the first one I ever made, right? Um, geez, I'm at to losing what I was going to say there. B- uh,
1: Brownlee video. Uh, I can't remember. <sighs> I you,
3: were the, you were standing in
1: the you're standing in the line. You, we we were buzzing about the tarot card reader, and then. Uh, you are saying, did you see my video? And I said, i seen the motivational one, you said, that's for.
2: <laughs> you can edit that one. But <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. But Your name's Jerm,
1: my name's Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, but I can't remember
1: what I was going to say. Listen, like, what, what a, what a uh, like... Um, like, uh, did you think at any point about f- football? No. Even, even to, like, you know... Um, go into it in some direction in terms of like coaching or being around it no and the reason i'm asking that is is you know uh, maybe i'm being a bit presumptuous but like is there a lot of pain around football for you in terms of like when you think about what you could have been and to go back into it might have been a little bit too painful or just would have maybe invoked some kind of you know emotions that you didn't want to
2: um it, do you know what it was the fact that I couldn't be as good as I wanted to be
3: yeah
1: killed me yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and I yeah. tried for a few years like don't mm. get me wrong I, I signed up at teams over a few years mm. and I could never get back that touch that I always had and it used to kill me
3: yeah
2: and I I now respect, but it used to be better than I, I grew up with all these lads that used to play with me in school boy yeah and these were all better than me now
3: mm. and
2: I was going oh fuck sake like, yeah do you know what I mean what's going on here it was yeah. killing me like yeah and it wasn't a bit begrudging like I wasn't going fuck you I was like I was mm. just like I was just like, you know. But
1: do you think now that you've kind of come, like, I mean, th- for what you've uh, you've achieved with the, you know, the tr- being a triathlete, a professional triathlete, um, do you feel that in some way, like, all roads have led you to this point because you were meant to be on this journey, meant to be on this road?
2: That's what my point was with the video. See? <laughs> now,
1: get out my bleeding tarot cards here now. <laughs> right,
2: so that's what my point was, actually, because that's at the end of the video, that's what I say. Yeah. So I I believe... Right? That I went through all the suffering I went through. Yes. In my life. To come to where I am now. To go back and help people in prisons. To go back and help anyone. With self-belief. With with no self-belief. I believe that. Mm. There's some reason for it.
3: Absolutely. Why did I go
2: and suffer for 18 years? Why did I lose becoming a professional soccer player? Yes. To suffer for 18 years. To now come back and be a professional triathlete, like who, where does that happen? Yeah, at 26, I was a pro mm-hmm. triathlete. Mm-hmm. 26 years
3: of age. That's
2: what I mean. It's You're a a being ancient. Like, yeah, don't look ancient. Not
1: at all. Not at all. Young book, but that uh, like that's
2: what my point was. Sorry. Every
1: episode that I have, people come on here. I always ask them about life purpose. Mm. Now, listeners are probably sick of me saying it, but I'm so interested in it to see where people's heads at are in terms of like looking at what you've gone through, no matter how good, how bad whatever experience you've had that it's all led you to so because I feel like that's happened with me everything that I've happened in my life I feel like it's led me to this point where I'm able someone asked me before about like we'll say the podcast interviewing fighters for fight connect TV or whatever else you know do, do you feel like it's your purpose and it's like I really enjoy it it's a this is all a passion but what I enjoy is connecting with people Mm. And, and and sharing experiences and like giving people a platform to be able to share their journeys and their yeah, experience yeah. in the hope that it goes and it helps, you know, somebody else or someone listening.
2: That's an inspiration in itself. Bo, because without you as doing this yourself and other people doing podcasts, we wouldn't get an audience to express ourselves. Mm. And you wouldn't be like. There's a perfect point, actually, because I've done that what what's the story podcast right yes
1: yeah yeah Mero and the boys I can't think of who's podcast done right?
2: the just that uh, you touched on that and yeah. I just want to give you some credit for that um, I, I actually put up something on Instagram after uh, Dunleary Ironman right yeah. the next day I put up I'm going for a swim to remove the lactic acid from my legs and all anyone to join me I'm going down to Port Marnica at such such time right mm. so I get there and there's three lads that I know that are athletes and there's one lad sitting on the wall and I'm like I know him from years and years ago
3: mm.
2: I won't mention names but it was, it was like you know I was a bit taken back from it yeah. and uh he called me over and he says uh he says because of you now I'm going to council and you've, you've like more or less saved me life fuck you know and that's true. a podcast yeah do you know what I'm saying so it is it is very like we do need people like you giving back because you're giving back without even realising probably but without you as giving that platform for us Mm. To express their feelings, we won't be saving people's lives together. Oh, fucking, i make me fucking cry. Do you know what I mean, I just, I just wanted to hand. talk
1: shit on an old podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm saving people's lives. <laughs> but no, I I'm, I'm joking. Are. I'm joking because I'm, I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. On this. But yeah, but that's, really. that's 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 the reason why I wanted to do it, and mm. that's the reason why
2: that should be our passion because my yeah. passion is to save one person's life. Yeah. When I don't want to go into the prisons and give a talk because I'm having a shitty day, mm-hmm. I revert it back to I'm saving the kid's dream. Yes. Get your ass in there. It's yeah. not about you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. it. That that voice that you heard about giving back like that, I, you know, some people that are, it, it depends on where you sit in the, the spiritual, spirituality spectrum, right? Mm. Some people that are staunch atheists would just be like, that's just your conscience. That's just your inner thoughts. That's just giving back, right? I would definitely lend itself to that as your soul and that as your spirit guiding you to like lead you on a journey that you need to be on. Um, And it really doesn't matter like what way you think of it or what it is. What matters is Mm. that you listen to that. And there'll be a lot of people out there and it's so important because right, you don't have to be doing something fantastic like you're doing. It could be anything in your life where you hear an inner voice Telling you to stop, take drugs, to quit your job, to whatever it is, to listen to it. it your gut, right? It's yeah. where your trust your gut comes from. 100%. You know?
2: I definitely listen to me go. Yeah. It's, it's probably saved me life a few times <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. That's, <laughs> there's nothing to be gained. <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen to me. When you go back into um, your first talk, prison talk. Yeah. Um, how, how like I mean, how does it, how did you um be put into the position of being able to go back to prison?
2: Yeah, so I knock on every door nearly. Like yeah, t- didn't just <clears throat> like.
1: A... Like I assume they don't invite you back.
2: No, you're like, doing I mean,
1: fantastic. Come in here and have a chat. Yeah. You know.
2: So we went to uh, Pathways actually, which is local here, up, up by Temple Street. Yeah. So I, I was mooching around trying to get some sort of contacts, and mm. anyway, I just walk in the Pathways and go, "Can I do a chat for you?" Yeah, like the people out here because Pathways is a place where you go when you come out of prison Yeah, you go into Pathways and they try and give you some guidance mm. so I just went in there and sat there with six people and just talked like about my life story mm. and they all really enjoyed it and your man that was there actually a fella called Christy they had a chat then I think a day after and a meeting yeah. and I was saying I want to go into the prisons and there was a girl out of uh, Wheatfield there that was a PE teacher and she brought me in there for a the wellness week and that was it mm-hmm. and then just spoiled I had Cork ring me like We Field like everyone yeah. I'm, I'm going into Weefield every week like doing a I launched a 12 week programme with an officer uh, Mr Moran I can't think of his first name but anyway I launched a, a programme with him for yeah. 25 years and under uh, prisoners I and mean, we just go in and give them, set them some goals, and mm. you know, just to look after them.
1: Are these prisoners who are being forced to go to it, or do they have to make a decision say, I want to go to it? Yeah. Like, wh- where is their mindset at in terms of like, where they're at at the moment?
2: Like, the be, like, the Tony Martin the officer up there in Fairness, is a great lad. He'd encourage them, but at the end of the day, it's up to them to come yeah. up. They're not forced, no. Yeah, okay.
1: Nothing well, is that's...
2: forced in prison.
1: Yeah, oh, really, yeah. No,
2: you're forced into yourself, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> get into the bleeding cell <laughs> while, locking the, while shutting the doors 7 o'clock at night I you. <laughs> you know all about it oh <laughs> <pick it> <laughs> well, no let's have another 10 minutes <laughs> get the fuck it's, it's in how
3: bad
1: it is oh, 10 more flung. minutes I like...
2: last hour in the pub get the fuck <laughs> like oh, I just want to brush my teeth <laughs>
3: I can help. Uh, mad.
1: <laughs> In terms of, um, you know, the reception that you got or the reception that you do get, like what a, what a kind of um, feedback are you getting from the prisoners that are hearing you speak about what you've achieved?
2: Yeah, I'm giving them hope. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they love the generation change.
1: Key word, right. And generation They I love want, that. What, why is that? Is that because a little bit of the responsibility gets lifted off their shoulders?
2: Do you want me to make you cry again?
1: <laughs> yeah, please do,
3: yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, so when my son was born, yeah, I swore to myself I was going to change my whole generation, mm. 180 degrees, that my son was going to look at me and see a man mm. and that my son's son and their sons and all their sons, when one of them becomes an Olympic champion... In years to come, 100 years down the line, they're going to turn around, look back, and I'm going to be on top of the tree. And I'm going to say, that was me. I changed this. Mm.
3: That's
2: the generation change. Fuck. (laughs) 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 And that's what I tell them. And that's the truth. That's where I'm going with it. That's how deep I'm going. (coughs) Yeah. That's a generation change. You make the choice to change a generation and stand up and be a man. Mm. and Be be your family's hero. Yeah. Change your name. It's not... John Rock you mm. don't like something being done to you. Yeah. Don't carry on.
1: But it's the perfect mix, isn't it, of acknowledging that it didn't start with you. And there's a great book actually called It Didn't Start With You. I can't remember was boy, but um, acknowledging that it didn't start with you, but also that you, it comes a point where you have to accept responsibility and take personal be 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 aware and take personal responsibility for mm. the change that, that is needed absolutely for you to change the course of whatever path that you're on right
2: absolutely Like I mean my main thing is if you did not like being brought up the way you were brought up mm. do not enforce that on your own people yes and that's it mm. it's not rocket
3: science
2: yeah I didn't like it mm. why would I continue on
1: yeah, yeah. You know? I'm yeah. not
2: saying it's easy but it's not rocket science mm. to know that
1: did you go through therapy when you got out of prison? Or did you do therapy or counselling in prison?
2: Yeah, I've done counselling and therapy in prison and I've done about 20 sessions when I got mm. out to work on myself because I believe you have to work on yourself to grow. Yeah, True growth comes from hands up, I need to, I need to work here.
1: Yeah, and you the know? inner work is painful. Yeah. right. But People think that like counselling therapy, like, oh, you just go in, and you talk shit for like an hour and it's true inner work, true inner growth is very difficult
2: yeah you know you have to be open to it
1: like.
2: yeah you're have bad days you have to just man up mm. and go in and just walk on yourself I walked on myself for my wife and for my kids Yeah, they were important and I needed a change for them
3: mm-hmm.
2: or else I could have been single or not seeing my kids and
3: yeah,
2: you know what I mean and what I said to myself I'm going to get help because I feel it's me I'm the problem mm-hmm. and if I get help and I'm not the problem then she can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, but, you know, you have to just make a decision.
1: <laughs> you the kennel tonight, so you will.
2: <laughs> She's giving out to me all the time, right? Yeah. Because I'm being a bollocks, and I'm telling myself I'm not a bollocks. Because people do that. Mm. They they get into this rut and think, no, I'm right. Yeah, and that's so wrong. I remember loads of times, I went to the counsellor and I'd be saying to the counsellor, "No, tell her. Yeah. <laughs> and the counsellor would say, no, you were wrong. And would tell me how I was wrong and I would say, Jesus Christ. I
3: know no
1: idea. How
2: wrong was I? Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: like, yeah. really wrong. Yeah. And it happened to me before.
1: I'm high-fiving for your wife in that but situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And I told
2: I mean, I argued her probably for three or four days before that. And I said, I watched him. and I got back to that mm. counsellor. And I was pumping my box. Yeah. I was wrong, like.
1: What do you do if one of your kids turns around to you in ten, fifteen years and asks about your like? I mean, is is your is it or is it an open <laughs> conversation?
2: My kids had the prison, the to pro tops on the, the Will they give it over?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but has there ever been a conversation about you know what dad's you know what dad's previous life was like, and what happens when they grow up? Let's say like you know. Let's hope they don't. But if yeah. something happened where one of them did get into a similar background, like how are you when you're faced with like, well, you did it. Yeah. What's the conversation that you have then, or is that just something that you don't you think just about? have to
2: support? No, look, okay, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Like i mean, um um, no one's no one's perfect. No yeah. family's perfect. You just don't know what's gonna happen. Like you yeah. can't. I and mean, look, like, if it happens, you just have to support. Mm. You know, and. You just support. That's all you can do. Yeah. And just try and guide them and try and plant seeds. What I do with a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. Look, like, I don't give up on people. Like, there's some people out there like turn their back on people and people who are in crime. Look, like, I still talk to people that are in crime. Yeah. Because there's times I talk to them and try and plant seeds to them, tell them there's a better life. away from that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I don't but talk to them, I don't p- get that.
3: At what
1: point... At what point do you break away? Do you know what I mean? Or, like, what I'm asking is, um, you know, if someone is causing you pain because of their actions that they're you know whatever way they decide to live their life like and they're you know part of your family or their close friends or whatever it is and they cause you pain and they cause you anxiety and all these things that happen. like at what point do you walk away or are you saying like be at a distance i'm here in the background i'll always support you but for now i have to give you this space
2: oh i have i have it at the minute with with Mm. my brother of mine you just, look at, you're not going to change them. Yeah. It has to come from them. From themselves. All yes. you can do is plant seeds. Yeah. And tell them, I'm here for you when you're not in that life. Mm. I don't want to be part of that life. I love you. You tell them you love them because a lot of them are caught in this because they don't, they don't feel loved. Yeah. Just tell them you love them. There's a better life away from that. Mm-hmm. You plant the seeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it may be. Like, my brother have kids. I'd send them pictures of, i oh, be bringing his kids out. i send them pictures of me and his kid. this should be you just seeds you're planting seeds in a nice way no point in putting someone down that's already down Mm. that doesn't work you know smile tell them this is the better life come on over you're more than welcome (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean that's it absolutely that's all you can do that is pretty much all you can do because they will not change because you want them change. it has to come from them absolutely but if they see good that you're doing well and you're doing good and life is better You know what I mean? Something might go off at some day. Go jesus, you know what? does look good over there doesn't it it does
1: look good <laughs> I can see it already green fields <laughs> bright you yeah, know
2: rainbows points
1: of Guinness
2: I'm <laughs> yep. not <there's> no <laughs> drinking can't drink marathons and ironmans and <laughs> swims and all oh,
1: no I'm on the finish line waving you all <laughs> yeah, in well, so you can support
2: you can do the podcast and help us save people
1: live here uh, but listen before I let you go we've been rambling here geez. I'd have you sitting here all night yeah, but before you go if, if someone was listening and um not even if you know it was like a a situation where they were you know in criminal activity or anything like that but just someone who's listening that's like god i feel very inspired in in what jerry's after saying there and listening to it and and you know i wouldn't mind giving the Iron man a bash like what would you because you obviously went from complete beginner no experience whatsoever yeah. what, what would be the first steps that you you would advise people to take
2: if they're in similar situation to me
1: if they were just uh, not necessarily in just, like yeah. after coming out of prison or anything, but you know, that were just like looking for a bit of a change and they, they feel slightly inspired by what you've spoken about. Yeah, nice. just
2: you know what, put on some runners and just get out. Yeah, just get even get out and walk mm. 1k a day. Yeah, build on that because you'd be, you'd be surprised what that'll do for your confidence, yeah, for your self belief and for your head. I believe the power of sports can change a person. Yes, I really believe in that mm. because a lot of people don't engage in counselling. Or other stuff for their minds, but I believe sport is a big game changer. Mm-hmm. Sport can change a man, 100. Yeah. So get out and get active. Mm-hmm. And you know, sport like a bit of training is great for the head. Like, really is. Absolutely. So look, like, and you don't have to be a competitive person. Get out and walk, and just start and get one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And you'd be surprised because I tell you what happened to me: the beast was woken <laughs> up. <laughs> So you could wake up your own beast.
1: <laughs> your inner beast. Inner I beast. love that. I love that. I'm <laughs> very quick, because we're, we're on the subject. We <clears throat> were talking just before we started recording there about sea swimming. Yeah. You were, you're were up to 50 minutes. Is that what you're saying? You were out there this week? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, actually, no. Uh, do,
1: have you heard of Wim Hof before?
2: Do you ever heard of Rebond? <laughs> <laughs> I have to check these things, you know,
1: from me blasting on about William Hoffman and you're like, who's he?
2: (laughs) Six weeks ago, I went on cold showers, right? Yeah. Haven't had a hot shower since. At all? No. There's a thing called the flinch. Do you ever hear of it? No. Do you ever get into a a cold shower? Oh, yeah. And you go, that's the flinch, right?
1: Right, okay, yeah. If
2: you can overcome the flinch, you build willpower. Mm. Very strong willpower. Mm. Try it. Works.
1: Well, chair, you're looking at a seasoned cold shower here. Well, yeah. I'm up, yeah, yeah, but I, I only manage about 30 seconds. So it's weak. Well, well the, I sea swim two or three times a week.
2: Oh, cool, And I'm yeah. up to
1: eight. This week, I got eight minutes in. Right. Which is... It's good. It's good now. It's not great, yeah. but when you're in, it's eight, oh, it's eight cold. minutes. It's getting cold,
2: yeah. So I started sitting in the sea, I think about eight weeks ago. Yeah. For f- 20 minutes, i done eight weeks ago. Now I'm down to 15 mm. minutes. So last night at nine o'clock... No, I mean it was Baltic, mm. and, I, and I got in for fifteen minutes, but it's like you have to zone out. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. like
2: I mean zone mm. out. I'm getting belted waves, like yeah. I'm like just, mm. and I couldn't feel my legs. Which is a good thing because you don't have to worry about your legs anymore. <laughs> so I find that a good thing. Once my legs gone, like my legs are gone, so it's just the top body you know, have to worry about, <laughs> and they're like boring, like. Yeah. But like, it's great for the head. Like I walked small morning, really strong, felt really mm. fresh, strong, healthy, you know. Yeah. And it adds to even talking and all. I, I find it's good for, mm. when you're on the spot, and you know, even for just public speaking. and all, Ab- it's really
1: d- good. I Absolutely, I imagine so. But even it's it's so. Um, for something that can be like 8 to 10 minutes or 8 to 15 minutes, like half an area every day to get to the beach or whatever it is, it's free. You jump in, you throw a towel on you when you get out and home and the impact that it has on like your mind, your body as well, like, and then the next day, like you're saying, or going to bed that night, I'm just feeling fresh yeah. and having, you know, it just, it's like that thing. It's, it's, um for me, it's kind of, it's very similar to when I do jiu jitsu, and it's that thing of like, when you're in that cold you're not thinking about anything else in your head except how goddamn cold this is right now you know
2: what I just shout I would be shouting at the whales <laughs> you don't know me <laughs> <laughs> that's why I shout at the whales it's
1: funny right it's every time I get in and I have this thing I, I can't do the like one leg in yeah, to, yeah. I have to just walk straight down head first dive yeah, straight yeah. in I mean, oh, all, all the time or else yeah, I'm yeah. just I can't do it right and um when I get in, like when I literally, when your head goes under that initial like five seconds, I every single time I repeat myself, you're alive, you're alive. You're alive. And it's actually not yeah. like a pre-programmed thing. It's yeah, actually yeah. my body telling my brain like you're alive. It's okay. It's happened. Relax. You're okay. Relax. Yeah. And then, you know. Sometimes, if it's during the day, you turn around and you get a sweet spot where the sun is like dead, belting down on your head.
2: Do you time yourself with a watch? Like,
1: no, I don't. No, I do no, no. Are you I need just time is. yourself,
2: it's worse well, on the look, mind. I
1: look, I look um, on my phone when I'm getting in, like, you know, you know, yeah. 3.12 or whatever, and then I get in and I stay there for as and I actually quite enjoy being in water, like, I become quite childlike mm. in water. Yeah, I find, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, and it brings me back to. A lot of stuff in my childhood, if there was like stuff at home, whatever, my mom would just, you know, bring me swimming. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. It would be my little escape for that like hour or whatever it is. So I find water very therapeutic now yeah, and very, very you know, I kind of go back to like, and it's also one of the, that's um... like a fucking ball crime here now. <laughs> it's one of the things that i can remember from a child of uh, my dad saying to me that he remember him telling people how proud he was of me for swimming because i used to swim you when we go on holidays and stuff and i swim long yeah, distance yeah. i'd be like right Time? me i'm Watch gonna out. do a hundred lengths like and you know wait you say look go on dive in and used to like There used to be we stayed in this place um in palmanova and it had um uh what are those really deep pool calls they're small but they're really deep what you? A pl- plunge pool Plunge, oh, plunge pool, pool yeah, yeah. And he'd throw like a rock Or something down the end And you right lady Right down you go <laughs> And I can remember it, And I was no on, way. You know Because I used to like Go right down like, I got it showing you off Shown off Do you know what I mean Like yeah, it's um, And it's it's just kind of One of those things Where like you know It's probably one of Minimum things that Like I can remember him saying You know Well yeah. done and proud of you You know what I mean So um it's yeah it's, it's weird how it all kind of like
2: yeah so you'll find a little bit of passion out of sea then and I was. yeah I do It's your thing yeah, yeah, out yeah. Mm. it's good you yeah. need do 15 minutes <laughs>
3: I'm
1: sorry for failing you Jared. Jesus I'm going to like do 60 minutes and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like, be, down down going to be like minutes. right I'm going to have live on Facebook right Jared? tune in there 60 <laughs> yeah. minutes
2: beat up. that, <laughs> <Beat> that. <laughs> we set up beat a thing that. where we not yeah. that challenge.
1: Yeah. That's not a bad idea actually. Maybe we'll <laughs> think about doing that. Yeah. But I, I must I'll have to do it from sea point. That's the right <laughs> idea. Yeah, go. well it makes no <laughs>
2: odds. Water's the same temperature over there, <laughs> not it? In the north it. side, I hope. Might <laughs> 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 we'll be a bit warmer <laughs> over there actually. We have heaters. <laughs> we have heaters, <laughs> we have heaters <laughs> we have out France. in Dunleary yeah. when we yeah. come
1: out like yeah. um but listen, uh thank you very much for coming in. No really problem. inspiring story and um delighted to get you in. Yeah, cool. And uh, it, we'll, you'll have to come back in. Yeah, do you know what I mean like keep us posted the next one we
2: the world championship what,
1: what's, what's coming oh, yes. up like what's the next the
2: so next like thing? at the minute I'm I'm on off season i just done the double marathon on Sunday yeah. so
1: oh no way. how'd you get on
2: yeah I got I actually like, I gave up my race to lead eight sub three lads around
1: what's that mean now I'm, I'd i be totally in the sub three
2: is like a, it's a it's a really good time like it's 2.58 right
1: okay so I
2: led them eight of them around to get under sub three wow yeah I got six of them to do. I had, like, two of them pulled out. like
1: no yeah, injuries.
2: They finished the book. had injuries. Yeah, so I got six of them in. But have a look at my video. I dragged one of them across with a head.
1: I see. I actually seen that. I did see that.
2: And <laughs> them he, by the neck.
1: Yeah, you were. You were streaming. It was like, um, there's a really he famous there's a really famous video, isn't it? What are those yeah, two the, brothers? Yeah, that's the Brownleys The Brownlee brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's so anyway, I got them through anyway. He pulled out a 40K and I grabbed them. And that would carry them all the way down. To the cheek on them, 40k. I'd leave them around 40k. You will in your oh box. In have yeah. 40k. Fair play to you. 42k yeah. altogether. But it was well, a I handy, handy tree for me, look. Like. like it was a walk in the park. Really wild. Because
1: you're used to doing like well, that poetry. Like,
2: 245 pace, I'd say.
1: Oh, very quickly, I, uh, what's your diet? Do you eat meat?
2: Ah, yeah. yeah. Go- actually, I'm going, on a, uh, I'm going on a diet on in January himself the wife said we're going to do because we watched some uh, thing on Netflix you see oh I'll
1: give over the game changes yeah oh here we're going to be protein. here for another two hours oh, no
2: so yeah no we're going mass away.
1: propaganda yeah. mass propaganda yeah yeah the guy who who made that um, spoof is it it is a spoof yeah and yeah. my WhatsApp group it, t- the two of the girls that I had on the show Hayley and, and Lindsay their their whole lives I consumed with studying like yeah, well, <laughs> food for everything, right? And your man—I need my brother here. He—he he knows all the ins and out. But the guy who directed us—what's um, your man? A really famous guy? I He's
2: don't know. Just movies. someone put it up on WhatsApp. And we watched it. And <clears throat> me and Ho watched, it and we we're like, "Geez, we get more stuff from vegetables than you watch from."
1: Yeah, right. So they don't There's a big thing that the the guys who done it on the documentary—they actually, I think, something like three quarters of them experience like. A lack and whatever else after the documentary, so it's not sustainable, right? It's basically like saying if you change your diet from what you've been eating now to to something completely different, your body is going to change the course of how it works because of like it's it's the shock of it, whatever, right? But your man who made it, I can't remember. He made Titanic. James Cameron is it James Cameron? I think he done it. Is it? But anyway, whoever it is owns a uh, pea protein um, company. There's loads. I need someone. I don't have yeah, enough no information. Scam. Oh no! no. We we have it up in the thing. This is brilliant. We have a little screen now. Game Changers director. That's not him. No. Um, go down a bit. There you go. That first one there. Um, I don't recognise that name. There was something this produced by.
2: Yeah, Anne Spaseniger and the neck. Of him. Yeah, Spir- the neck
1: on. But he actually does eat a vegan diet, I suppose. Plant based diet. Is that what it is? Plant based diet. Yeah. I don't know. I would but just see, as I would question everything yeah. that's been pumped in her. Uh,
2: oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, as a trout lead, that probably wouldn't be sustainable for me. I don't <laughs> think so. Do you know what I would
1: mean? need
2: 3,500 calories a day to 4,000. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, look, I eat healthy, but at the same time, like, I'll have a Snickers, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No harm in the Snickers. No harm in the Snickers. But listen, then I tell you. Um, Yeah, I just, I will be very nervous of like, you know, all of a sudden veganism has been pumped down our throats. It's all just come together very conspicuously, like the vapes and then like saying, oh, the vapes are causing all this and, you know, like who's saying that? The cigarette companies? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Trust no one. They're paying someone else to say it. Yeah. Yeah, this is I just
1: literally like, trust yourself and that's it. (laughs) Like, believe nothing. But anyway. Sorry I brought it up now, (laughs) (laughs) If you get your worst score ever next year or your worst time, we'll know it's from the vegan diet. It doesn't work. Um, But listen, so yeah, that's... uh, In terms of stuff that's coming up, what's next?
2: So, look, I'll set up my uh, season in January with a coach and we'll hit certain targets. Yeah. Sub-9 is for next year. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I suppose that's on a sports note. Yeah. On an education note, I'm looking to get the skills to crime prevention programmes which I have already generated
1: Majorly needed.
2: so it's already in the school I'm getting the rubber stamp at the minute <laughs> it's already created I created it on a uh, slideshow amazing it's already done so I'm just making the rubber stamp and then I go into the schools yeah. and youth centres mm. uh, and it just, it just basically shows them uh, that if you pick clothes watches which is what do you go for right mm. and then I showed them that leads down this road. Yeah. That, like, material stuff will get you into so much trouble. Mm. And I showed them the guardy stuff like shootings, deaths, yes. suicides, you mm. know, shootings at houses. That's that's what comes with it.
1: Yeah. And, then and we'll is t- it worth it? No, it's Look, not no. worth it?
2: And then just tell them to stay in sports. Sports is a mm. great thing for self and community. You know, yeah. just get involved in the community, around like-minded people, then. Um, education obviously is the mm-hmm. number one fact yeah. Like understand school and, and I always follow your dreams as a kid Because You know when you're a kid You don't really think you can be something yeah. You know And I'm telling them you can mm. 100% you can If you want to be a pilot A doctor A nurse whatever you want to be Doesn't matter where you're from There's doors for everyone mm. If you're from north side South side You know what I mean There's always doors there For someone For a scholarship or something If you want the bad enough You can have it like yes. That's the fact like mm. It is like You know yourself like, if someone comes to you and they're adamant to be a nurse, a nurse, a nurse, you know, they're going to get the help.
3: Yeah.
2: People that help. There's good people out there, do you know what mm. I mean? In yeah. schools and locals that will guide someone, you know?
3: Absolutely.
2: So, yeah, just let them know that, that just to follow your dream. No matter what it is, it's your dream. Yeah. You know, don't gauge your dream off another person's dream. Mm-hmm. Just because their dream seems bigger than yours. Yeah. It's not, it's not about theirs. It's your dream is your dream. So yeah. follow your own, you know?
1: And the only person who can take it off you is yourself. Exactly. Right? The only
2: person who can get it is yourself. Absolutely. So... Yeah,
1: <laughs> throw in an name. I'm not a religious person, but I'll throw in an Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: <You're>
1: <laughs> well, listen. Thank you very much, and I'm really excited to to hear about everything that yeah. you're doing out this year. Um, and come back into us. I will do. Yeah, keep in touch. Cheers. Uh, Joe Redmond for the first exchange.
0: Planning for your next trip.